What you're about to listen to is an episode. Next thing you know, I'm going to be telling you it's produced, and then it's good. That's right, you're about to listen to a good episode's production. Okay, I'm recording. I'm recording. Uh, I am recording. Um, I don't know why I'm recording. I have no memory of how I got here or what's going on. <laughs> I just woke up in this chat and suddenly I was recording myself and I have no memory of why. I woke up just now um, from a long sleep that I took in 2016. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and when I woke up, the world was fine, everything was better, and nothing was wrong. Oh, um, hell yeah. Actually, everything's good now. <laughs> I can't believe we solved climate The pandemic is cured. What's a pandemic? I've never heard of a pandemic. Um, well, it turns out all we needed to do to solve the, solve the global pandemic and to uh, fix climate change once and for all was to get a president who loves to fuck his wife. Okay, so a sort of fertility king. Yeah, then, you know, like the Fisher King, as you said. Out of the last, like, 24 hours of lip posting which angle you are going to take i could not have predicted that one Mm. Mm. well i mean it's either that or like hell yeah i love having a woman of color as the vice president uh and the 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 inauguration said the inauguration said uh, lgbt rights um (laughs) With a woman, <laughs> love, love inaugurating a woman who put trans women in men's jails. Yeah, but that was just her right as a girl boss. Yeah. So you'll be glad. You'll be glad. While I'm recording this, I am um, drinking prosecco and eating eggs Benedict. But you know, Why? that's my version oh, of brunch. brunch. Yeah, brunch. Oh, I forgot that we were doing a brunch thing. I thought you were just having prosecco and eating eggs benedict and it was like a very nice mental image i understood the joke but at the same time i also thought that doesn't seem that much out of character i haven't eaten eggs benedict i'm just like george is a fancy guy eggs benedict has ham in it who is benedict and why did he make so many eggs that's my question Uh, he invented monks okay possibly oh (laughs) i don't think he did Benedictine. Okay. Because <laughs> I wouldn't have known what a typical brunch meal is. Uh-huh. Because um because I live in Germany and so Okay. Cringe, but go on. So we don't have a cool new president. So why She's would got I the same one. want to we actually do have a girl boss as president as as chancellor, like for the entirety oh, yeah. of of the of the time I've been living here. Like every time I just this is not even a bit as much as we love doing bits here. Uh, but every time mm-hmm. the Americans are like, oh, what a historic achievement. Finally, we have a vice president who is a woman. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, we've had a, a woman chancellor for 15 years and it's nothing special. Uh, um, I think you'll find that Germany is the best country to live in in the world and you should be grateful. It's so. pretty good. There are no problems in Germany. <laughs> Germany sucks to live in, but it sucks to live everywhere in the world. Like it's probably not as bad as the UK or America. Well, that's I true, definitely agree with but that. Listen. I mean, the houses in Germany are so big and nice, and everything's kind of clean. You know. Listen, it's it's better to be in a house that's partially on fire than a house that's completely burnt to a crisp. That doesn't mean that you want your house to be on fire, you know? No, I think we need we need a house on fire equity. Everyone should have their houses a little bit on fire. Okay. Um, Spread the fire. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of what fire does, that's, but, you know. That's communism, right? 
Uh-huh. I, I'm a sixth Communism, fire for all. Yeah, how how are we all doing today on this fine Thursday? Diane, dear. Diane, okay. This is good. This is good energy. Um, I'm full of energy. I'm feeling... I'm feeling great. Me and Yanosh have been doing fun gamer streams recently, so yeah. that's been that's been very good. I've been enjoying those. We've been playing the the best video game of all time, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. It is the best video game possibly ever made. It's also very offensive. <laughs> it's offensive. <laughs> There is no it, politics it, in video games, famously, so I don't know no what you're talking about. Games. Well, I think Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines was made before Anita Sarkeesian came onto the scene, so there was no That's politics true. in video games. That's true. So, like, they didn't, they didn't know. They didn't know that they were going to have to care about, like, what happens yeah. in video games. Also, it's, like, so about... They made some mistakes. It's about vampires and ghouls, um, and not about Democrats and Republicans, so... There's there's mm. just no politics in there. You, you, you could <laughs> No one vote no one votes in vampire <laughs> bloodlines. There was nothing um, It's a pure society. No one has ever done any politics that involves supernatural creatures. Like as we know, vampires and ghouls don't exist, so it just doesn't relate to our real world. <laughs> That's a very mm-hmm. good point. You see the way you're saying that makes me feel like you're implying that they do exist. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Do they? As we all know, vampires are all German, but th- That's they true. live in Romania. Uh, so mm. Janosch, he comes from somewhere that's know, not Janosch, Romania, he... um, but he, he is also German. Janosch is Russian, as we all know. He's a Russian plant. He's sent here to destroy Western civilization uh-huh. for Putin. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. whole like vampire Romania thing um, is... Does hit a little bit uh, close to home for me because, like the, the the guy who played Dracula in like the 1930s, Bela Lugosi, was Hungarian oh. and he was just using his normal accent, like he didn't put on a voice or anything. So it's like the classic vampire voice, the classic like Dracula voice, is uh-huh. actually just a Hungarian accent. So as it should be, is it is it problematic if I went to a if I went to a Halloween party dressed as a, a vampire and said, I want to suck your blood. <laughs> <laughs> could I be, be cancelled for that? And uh, that's why I'm glad that I live in Germany because here, like, th- this, this just happened yesterday. I walked uh-huh. into a coffee shop and the entire person behind the counter, not knowing me, but knowing I was Hungarian, just, uh-huh. uh, just erupted into spontaneous applause. Yeah, um, <laughs> just out of joy that you are Hungarian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because Germans famously have a deep affection for Hungarians. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've heard. They love them. Janos, could this be a, this could be a reference to a, a great tweet from friend <laughs> of the show, Amanda Palmer? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I was, like, debating but if if I want to keep this entire bit until we did the intro to the podcast, like, because it is, like, mm-hmm. a classic, you know, we say our names, who we are, and then say something like what I just said that would have been good. But at the same yes, time, that, I was also just, like... that's the format of our podcast. The, nothing, like, little behind-the-scenes info. We don't, like, plan out our cold opens. We just start talking. 
and hope for something to emerge. Yeah, like unlike the rest of the episode, which we do plan out. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, our script editing this is the does one need some unscripted work. part we have. Like that's true. When people complain about our lack of script editor, it's because they have never gotten past the cold open because the cold open is always unscripted. But once we say yeah. welcome. Uh, once we say welcome to who watches the watch, uh, which any of us can say. Uh, once that happens, we just kick into script mode, and everything is so tightly edited and so tightly scripted. It's uh, like you're watching primetime TV, baby. Yeah. But better, obviously. I have had a lot of people message me saying, like, you know, maybe we should start introducing a little bit more, like, maybe a bit more, like, divergent kind of kind of unscripted kind of no long form maybe maybe rambling bits we should have some uh-huh. more of those uh-huh yeah we yeah people say our script is too tight mm. which you know i kind of agree with yeah maybe we could be looser maybe we could spend less yeah. time talking about the subject like last week where we spent too much time talking about the episode of the watch that we watched yeah i think there's actually nothing um, to cover about about the watch because we talked about it all last week even though that was before this episode came out yeah that's just true yeah we We're managed like, to talk about all of it because the thing is last episode we also started talking about what's going to happen in the following episodes and we were just right on the money with everything so there's just nothing else we can talk about today yeah yeah that's true so uh, go back to that episode and listen to it instead mm-hmm. but the thing i was gonna say mm-hmm. is that like th- this time i felt like hmm, nothing super emerged naturally in in this cold opinion that's because the amanda palmer thing is like the one thing that has been at least on my mind since yesterday. Uh, like mm-hmm. it's it has really overpowered everything else. There's there's a few other uh, dumb things that happened in the. I, I really feel like you know you know what I'm feeling. I'm gonna be honest with you. Okay, I think I'm glad that you feel comfortable enough to do that. Yeah. So yeah, it has go taken thirty nine episodes, but I feel like I can finally be uh, <laughs> real with you. I can finally like open up my my real raw emotions. Damn. Uh, and the the thing that I'm feeling is that these next four years are gonna be so fucking cringe, like posting wise. <laughs> we have <laughs> we have unlocked a new a new node in the liberal brain, and uh-huh. I don't know how we're gonna cope with it if every day is gonna be like this this past day. Uh, there has been a different thing because because again, as I said, the Amanda thing is the one thing that. Not only overpowered everything, but also it felt like it felt like we are finally being watered. Okay. Uh, it felt like you know everything else that uh, happened in our Amanda corner was just a build up for this. Oh, you think so? <laughs> you think that was a, a kernel, a seed waiting in the ground for the rains of spring? And this, I think so. this is the rain. All it took was uh, Joseph Biden being elected president of the usa mr j robin i don't want i don't want to i don't want to contradict you here um because while this tweet is amazing i just i just don't think it has the same power as basically breaking up with your husband or announcing <laughs> you're breaking up on your patreon um look that on a was, post <laughs> that was how our podcast started or repeatedly yeah. repeatedly singing the n-word 
Or, yeah, repeatedly going to college, like, concerts with your ukulele mm. and being like, here is my N-word ukulele song that I'm just going to sing for you and have no problems yeah. with, and everyone's just going to clap and smile. But the thing is, all um, of this has been, like, living in the past. Like, we have basically unearthed the, uh, the like... 12 different performances of Fuck the Police that uh, you can find on, on, on YouTube where she says the N-word with so much glee and with a hard R. Mm. Like, it's it's really something. She's, she's just really comfortable. This. Like, every once in a while <laughs> someone tries to uh, to do an Amanda Palmer is racist call out again. But, you know, it, it has, like, a limited power. But But this one, like, really erupted things into the mainstream, I felt like. It's it's funny how that yeah. can go sometimes. Some, sometimes something that, like, I think maybe it just maybe it's just a way of showing people that she's an extremely weird narcissist <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> in a way that yes. like doesn't involve other like it doesn't involve like racial politics so much or things that might you know drag people off into other into other directions that get people feeling defensive. It unites a lot of people as to, you know, <laughs> well, she's American. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Americans are people like anyone else, but there is a lot of antipathy towards Americans from, like, most of the world, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and often Americans abroad are, are sort of viewed with suspicion until they prove themselves to be, like, functional human beings. Yeah, no offense to my American friends, but Americans abroad. I feel like Americans are. I feel like Americans are instinctively disliked more than any other nation besides maybe the French. People like I, the French are like enjoyable, you know. They're fun. No, that's true. You know what? I will, I will take it back. Like making fun of the French and even Italians is funny, like in as an abstract concept, right? Like making fun yeah. of the. Of the abstract concept like being, of being, being Italian racist or against French. Italians. But yeah. If you, you know, seeing French people or Italian people uh, abroad doesn't spark like that kind of um, reaction or doesn't have that kind of a bad uh, connotation as uh, seeing Americans in, <laughs> uh, in your country and just like, there's like this, this, this stereotype, stereotype of Americans like going in to every place and thinking it's all centered around themselves and Amanda just like incredibly played into that like I don't want I don't (laughs) want these stereotypes to be like reinforced I don't want them to be confirmed to me but she just (laughs) she just did it yeah yeah I mean it it, not all stereotypes are true but like a lot of them have some basis in reality not always. Oh, it must go. It must be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the thing is about Americans abroad. It's like if I'm talking to an American online, or you know, like a friend who's American, then I'm just like, oh, they're just my friend. Whereas if I'm like working at a restaurant or a cafe or something, and an American group comes in, then my instinctive response is, oh, your heart dies. And like that's not necessarily fair. Um, I did get yelled at by some Canadians. Multiple Canadians. I've been yelled at by multiple yeah, Canadians. If they didn't want us to, if they didn't want us to mistake them from America, Americans, they should sound different. 
Yeah, they, they do basically like just sound like Americans. Less Americans. Yeah, they should I say sorry hard. more. I can sort of tell. Like there's there's like two or sorry. three Canadian words that you can recognize instantly. They should they should just always start with those. Hey, bud, how's about them canoes? But the Canadians, the Canadians, I who yelled at me, they never said sorry because they were too busy yelling at me. <laughs> so <laughs> very good. Uh, what if what if yeah. they were actually American it, and just pretending to be Canadian like lots of Americans did after that would during be, Bush? That would be just like them because they were evil. But mm. you know, <laughs> yeah. if you consider America as a continent, then Canadians are basically Americans. So that's really rude. I'm sure I'm sure <laughs> Canadians would hate that, even though they have also done me the most crimes. Um, yeah. I mean, I do, I do, I don't know my. And again, like I, I'm really not encouraging people to view groups of people like this. But like this, this, the, this entity does exist, and there is a sort of behavior that you do get from Americans abroad. Um, not all yeah. of them, but like you know, they, it can go too far. Like I have a an American friend uh, and colleague who has like genuinely been like told to go home by people because uh, she lives in this country. Mm. And it's like, what the Ooh. fuck are you doing? <laughs> like that—that's genuinely wrong. And like, piss off. She can live where mm. she likes. But isn't that exactly and, the same that happened to Amanda, who has been bragging on p- Twitter about how <laughs> everyone in New Zealand just has a has this deep, intense affection for Americans, and that they actually <laughs> clapped because she was American. <laughs> and then someone replied to that, like one random person on Twitter, who had by the way in their handle made it clear that they're australian replied to twitter that's pretty suspect uh, just the words yankee go home (laughs) (laughs) that's okay (laughs) it's the highest form of discrimination if it's amanda then it's fine telling like random strangers on the train to go home because they're american that is not okay (laughs) it's really funny that she said uh apparently some kiwis do hate americans maybe it's just people in coffee shops who are nice. Oh. <laughs> Such a funny response. The whole thing is just incredibly funny. But the idea, like, oh, I guess coffee shops are nice. Do you believe this happened? Oh. Do you think that they genuinely, like, clapped? Or do you think, like, maybe one person was like, oh, you're American, congrats, or something? Yeah, I think she might be embellishing it. Because here's the thing. She's a weird narcissist. <laughs> Yeah, but like, just the idea of her making this up is also just an incredible idea. Just the thought that anyone would believe her, and then also putting it in a Patreon post where she was like, here's a thing I posted, it might make you cry, which is also incredibly funny. Amanda Palmer being dad of musicians. Oh my god. No, I, I think she's an entirely different energy than being dad. No, she dad. is. She is. She's her she's, own thing. She's an art kid. She's like the exact opposite end of the spectrum as being dad. Honestly, yeah, because being dead, the thing that being dead did, I know we're all sick of being dead as much as... Um, yeah, let's not talk about being dead. Yeah, so let's talk about being dead for 15 more minutes. But the, the thing <laughs> Please, about being dead Jesus is Christ. that he is later said in his apology letter, oh, I was playing up an asshole dead persona on Twitter. <laughs> Whatever. Mm-hmm. If we believe yeah. it or not, is a different Lies. question. But like, Lies. Amanda does the opposite. She's always thing, herself. Where she like, her persona and whether it's whether she's herself or not is a different question but like the thing she plays up a lot is how kindness is everything and being kind kind is such a i hate the word kind by the way kind well that's not very kind of you 
Uh-huh. <laughs> Seems kind of rude, huh? but okay. <laughs> How about some civility up in this joint, huh? Oh, that's... You know what? You're right. Um, and as uh, some random Twitter person quote replied to this, uh, telling any immigrant to go home is xenophobic and normalize an attitude of fuck off, we're full. Xenophobia is never acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> Listen... <laughs> <laughs> Which is totally what that word means. The word immigrants totally means a successful American performer who stranded on New Zealand during a pandemic and is now living in the one mm-hmm. COVID-free country in the world and still tweets about how much she misses America. The year is 2035. Uh, the New Zealand resistance forces band together in the woods outside of Peter Thiel's fortified underground bunker. <laughs> Uh, someone comes out they'll go hey don't don't you think uh, storming him to release the supplies of fresh water that's a bit xenophobic isn't it he's an immigrant here (laughs) you see when Peter Thiel immigrates to uh, to New Zealand it will be as a refugee a climate refugee because he will be escaping America (laughs) um, and going to the one place where he can build a fortified mansion in which to keep himself safe and I think it's really rude to be mean to him just because of that. Like just, yeah, Silicon Valley's on fire, and if you say refugees welcome, you've got to you've got to accept Peter Thiel, refugee from burning till at Silicon Valley. <laughs> Something which he had nothing to no, do yeah, with. He had no. And he's never done anything wrong. So who can say whether he's bad can or you good? Just imagine a coffee shop personnel just starting to clap. Like, has I can't imagine anyone clapping in a coffee shop. It- like ever actually happened in real life that people were clapping for someone other than like mandatory clapping for the nhs or whatever ah uh, it was good i liked mm. doing that love to clap <laughs> i don't know i guess when uh if you see like a i don't know like someone famous i don't know would you clap a famous person no. in a coffee shop <laughs> what if Fuck you no. what if they were like a hero they were a local hero and they saved someone from drowning in the river and everyone knew about it and they were like oh it's it's the it's the fireman who saved that person from the river and then everyone started clapping I mean, <laughs> like fine. it could happen you know maybe <laughs> <laughs> If you get like two people to clap enthusiastically enough, most other people in the place will start clapping out of like, uh, like they just you know instinctively because other people are doing. Mm. It. You get drawn. You know what? That's it. true. Yeah, but I feel like oh my god, okay, yeah, people let's... do clap if you drop if if you drop something, people will clap. Or in a pub, everyone goes. Way. Yeah, it's very. But like, very let's wacky. actually examine what provokes uh, applause because I feel like yeah, that could be like being a local hero lifesaver. Uh, that that could be like a thing where I could imagine that the crowd would maybe start clapping, or if you're like you know Spider Man or whatever. <laughs> if if Spider Man were real, Amanda Palmer dives into the me. river to to save a small child from drowning. She, <laughs> she but brings them back I, onto I, the shore, gives them a kiss of life, yeah. and then sings a song saying the N word over and over again. <laughs> Amanda sees someone drowning in the river and just starts gently strumming the ukulele and like, I will save you with the power of art. <laughs> but but the point is, like, for the, the, like, you know, the, the, the other, like, normal situation where people will start clapping is like, you know, when you're at a concert or in the theater, right? Like, if there's some sort of performance, 
mm. you would clap for that. Or, you know, if you're in school and you're doing a presentation or whatever, people might clap after that, right? Yeah. Uh, but there, the point is you need to do something. <laughs> You need to do yeah, it's something. Yeah, about your presence. Has the people's attentions. It's not just like walking into a coffee shop being American. But Biden is president, and they were and they were like excited <laughs> about it. Didn't do that. Maybe my brother was there. I should ask him. I should be like, "Hey, did Amanda walk into a coffee <laughs> shop and get clapped?" <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you gotta tell me. Ah, uh, you see, I have so much opportunity with him being in New Zealand. I should just get him to like go to one of her mm. concerts or something but even biden being president like if i'm being completely honest uh i'm known like some some of the more normy friend group chats i'm in were like hey yeah trump is no longer president whatever right like and i live in mm. germany so it's like you know that, that kind of thing where you perceive america as this superpower whatever important country thing that shapes our cultural consciousness hegemon and you have been mm. exactly and you have been perceiving uh orange cheeto man drump for the past four years uh doing his <laughs> mm-hmm. thing epic so like i feel like yeah many people were like happy i guess even here that he's I no mean, longer president but i could not imagine no them <laughs> It's pretty good, if we're being honest, if we drop our lip-hating stance here for a second, it's pretty good, it is no longer president. Look, fuck fuck Joe Biden, but, like, it is better. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, like, you know, yesterday uh, I had a D&D game where, like, several people in the game were Americans, and, you know, the only thing that was said about that was... uh, Hey, good for you that you have a slightly less bad president. <laughs> mm, Nobody yeah. was clapping. <laughs> is my yeah. point. Uh, That'd be weird. No, they were they were clapping. I think. I think they were clapping. I think you're misremembering. <laughs> you know what? Discord does this thing that there's sometimes like a noise cancellation thing where you can't hear yeah, the clapping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe I just I, I just didn't hear that. That's entirely possible. Hmm. Yeah. It's true. Mm. Maybe you couldn't even hear your own clapping because obviously you'd clap because you're so happy for them. <laughs> you were just like spontaneously clapping and you didn't even notice because it was happening like before you could yeah. even think about it, you know. I didn't even know who my uh, friends were. I Involuntary. Just knew that they were Americans. Like, that's the other part I don't understand <laughs> about this. She walks in and they don't know who she is. How do they know she's American? Maybe the word's got around town of that crazy American lady who keeps getting naked in the park. <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> walk into- she's probably played her ukulele in the coffee shop multiple <laughs> times. Walk into the library and she's just like sat there reading a book naked, strumming a ukulele, and looks up at you and is like, art is important. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shall we get on? To, to what? Yeah. Shall we... Okay. (laughs) Another Discworld novel, which once again features one of the more familiar characters of the Discworld, Samuel Vines. Mm -hmm. Sam Vines. Uh, He most decidedly doesn't save the world. What he does do is give the world time to save itself, which is very much more of a a Discworld way of doing things. Sam Vines is not gifted with a huge intellect. 
It's absolutely right for soundbinds. Trolls and dwarves and vampires. Discworld way of doing things. Vimes finds himself in the same circumstances. Can I really trust you? I've trusted you up till now. Discworld way of doing things. Hello, and welcome to Who Watches the Watch, a Discworld reread slash watch podcast uh, hosted by... Just a loose group of artists who podcast for a living. Oh, thank um, you, female-voiced member. I, I, thank you. Uh, I am your host. I'm your female-voiced host, Charlotte. Um, and I can see very well through my very normal eyes. Oh, cool. Thank you. <laughs> Please clap. Um, <laughs> yeah, my name is Janusz. I am erupting in spontaneous applause as, uh, as I. You know, I have never met Chaz's eye, but I know it's doing better now, so I am clapping. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I'm your host, George, uh, the only member of the uh, hosts. That's not how you say that. <laughs> you ruined, you ruined it. The, the only host the who's not afraid. Yeah. The only no, host who's not afraid. Now you're ruining it, Janosch. <laughs> this is all going to have to be cut. You're, <laughs> you're start ruining again. it. <laughs> Stop ruining it yourself. Um, <laughs> George, what is it? The only, the only host who's not afraid to say Las Ilas Malvinas son Brasileiras. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> what? Give them to Brazil. It would be funny. Anyway, uh, no Lucy again today. Uh, hopefully she'll be back soon. Um, obviously. We miss her. Thoughts, Every thoughts day. and prayers. Extremely. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> but sort of sin- sincerely. Chat. You can't say thoughts and prayers and then say sincerely. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I am irony poisoned, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Legitimate thoughts and well wishes, yeah. I guess. There's no actual no prayers. prayers. Because, um, I, you know, that would be weird. Because God, God isn't real. He's a tortoise. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah, so... Today, slash this week, we watched episode four of the Watch TV show, which is called Twilight Canyons. Twilight Canyons. Twilight Canyons, pretty contentious title, got them in some hot water, Uh like like existing does. Um, Still a better love story than Twilight Canyons. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was going (laughs) to ask, like, out of the Twilight saga... Um, the Twilight Zone and the Twilight Canyons, uh-huh. how would you rank them? Mm, number one, I think, out of those three. Although the Twilight movie is very dear to my heart, so it's it's a yeah. tough one. I That's do really like the original run of the Twilight Zone. <laughs> uh, I'm mm. not counting either the movie or the 80s remake or the 2000s remake or the 2019 <laughs> remake <laughs> or reboot or whatever. Uh, yeah, but yeah, pretty good. I thought. I thought this was a good episode. Yeah, yeah. I think can I say something controversial here? Uh, I don't know why uh, I'm wait. asking this every time when I say literally anything. At least everything you say, you're like, can I say something controversial? And it's like, yeah, uh, no, I'm going to do a, a you just, hot just take here. <gasps> but the joke is, you know, in the to to get behind the bit curtain here. 
Get off. This is a new um, feature. I wish someone, someone put, behind like, the blockchain. I wish someone would put a walking stick out from behind that bit curtain and pull you back into it on the stage. <laughs> behind the bit curtain, my new segment where I uh, explain some of my classic bits. <laughs> is that every time I say, can I say something controversial? It's... Uh, when I say my least controversial takes, right? Because that's funny. Because usually I say a ton of controversial things just, just as a joke, or just, or maybe yeah. because I or just because am you but you genuinely you know? believe them. Yeah. Things such as you shouldn't eat the core of an apple, or you shouldn't eat the skin of an orange, which is apparently very contented takes. Well, who the hell does that? You're a social maverick. It's true. No one eats the bloody skin. Okay, <laughs> we're not rehashing Controversy Monday on this uh, Thursday. <laughs> I will say, after that Controversy Monday happened, I uh, d- did ask my roommates what they think, and one of them said, uh, oh, I also not only eat the core of the apple, but I think it tastes really good, It's and it's like a different um, part of the apple that, you know, it's part of the apple experience, and the other one said, no, fuck off. I, that sounds disgusting. But then that other roommate also said uh, that she eats the skin of the kiwi. So, you know. Yeah, I eat the skin of the kiwi. people do do that. It's too fairy for my taste. But wait, are you telling me? You've got to turn it inside out and then eat it so that only the, the wet bits are touching your tongue Ooh. and then it's fine. Ooh, what? Okay. <laughs> but no. I thought, I thought the skin of the kiwi thing would be like would like make sense because then you don't have to peel it right like just cut it up in like rings and then eat it with the skin yeah you can do that but sometimes i eat the inside of the kiwi and then i just eat the skin like a monkey interesting yeah um so wait you know i'm not on twitter because i'm better than all of you yes um, (laughs) yeah but uh (laughs) morally superior yeah um someone's does someone actually eat the skin of an orange yeah who? Uh, I can I can show you the video. Hold on, I can, our, our don't good do friend that. Uh, Sarah posted a video where she eats the skin of an orange. Um, Sarah, yeah, it was wild to watch. You can't do that. Like, <laughs> you can use it as zest, sure. <laughs> no, to describe this to our listeners who weren't um, who aren't like our Twitter friends and uh, didn't follow controversy monday what sarah does in this video is that she just like takes a bite out of an orange uh, unpeeled um it is it's certainly an experience to behold anyway i got totally lost <laughs> in the thing i was gonna yeah, say in the, oh, yeah, in i the was gonna say something monday. controversial <laughs> all right let's okay end. controversial Thursday. First, first i need to end the segment um behind the bit curtain i hope i hope we all, all learned a lot i don't think i did <laughs> no, one, no one can no one can enjoy eating the skin of an orange. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's also close the close the bit curtain on the <laughs> controversy Monday thing and You see the thing about controversy Monday is it's supposed to it's supposed to enclose all a week's controversy within a single day in order to like let off that controversial steam yes. and yet people insist on rehashing it outside of its scheduled day which well, you know by the time this apart from the point, maybe maybe you managed to like put put out this episode on monday okay <laughs> i don't think i don't think that would be a good idea like uh i could try because then we we would our schedule would get even more fucked up but you know 
maybe some of our listeners are listening to this on a Monday because they're listening to this in the future. So, damn, what's the weather like? Anyway, anyway, Twilight now that we have Canyons. closed the bit curtain, we are we are now back in the bit where I was saying my controversial okay. take is that this was the best episode of the show so far. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, I hope this was worth the my, long digression. I'm not sure it was, but in my opinion, mm. this has been. I think I found this the most coherent um, and the most, I think, emotionally effective episode so far. And also just very funny. Very funny episode. I think it's, yeah, um, it definitely, I agree with the coherence bit. It definitely slowed down. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, it's still, the pacing is still extremely fast. But like it slowed down a little bit more, and that was a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I think it did yeah. them really well that they were like the further this show gets from being like the books, the better it gets, or for at least at least from following book plots. Because the first episode really felt like, oh, this is Nightwatch crossed with guards, guards, and also some of the fucking men at arms plot or whatever uh just like you know the first the first like two episodes really felt like just a ton of book plots mm. thrown together uh you know ending with the once reveal or whatever in episode two but the further we actually <laughs> like get from from the from them trying to uh, follow or assimilate some book plots the better it becomes like this one was just a uh, you know, there's like an overarching plot, right, with the dragon and whatever. But like, what the show mm. does pretty well uh, is to still give them like specific episodic plots. You know, one contained setting. Like the last one had the Assassins Guild, mm. uh, and this yeah. one had the Twilight Canyons. Uh, this like old people's home, and and and, and you know, the, the story it tells about the Twilight Canyons is like felt like a really nice tight self-contained story yeah i'll agree with that um i was wondering do we <laughs> so i was wondering if this week we wanted to actually go through the episode chronologically I feel like we could do to that. talk about yeah, it like, i think with this episode yeah. um, it would make sense because I, I suggested that last week and then you said no and then we proceeded to like barely talk about the episode so i was just wondering if this is a sort like, of yeah. a method to a force us i'm blaming on Janos. Just no, the thing is, okay. we too much after doing we have already recorded the episode, like you suggested that, like basically before we, because I edited that episode, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I feel like you suggested that right as we finished the episode because we didn't talk about the episode at all. <laughs> well, I was I was cruelly struck down. I am always trying to keep us on topic, <laughs> and I am. At the whims of my capricious co-hosts, well, who always want to talk about politics <laughs> and beans. <Ugh>. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, beans are good. It's just bean dad. I don't give a shit. Okay. Fuck <laughs> off, bean dad. Okay. So, this episode opens on our characters. They're all hanging out. They're having a chill time. There's a there's a nice bit with the dragon where when they whistle to the dragon the dragon whistles back. <laughs> um, it's cute. Yeah, we we learn that Vimes has been thinking about what he saw last week when he saw a vision of his future when he was with Lady Sybil and he's like, damn, I can't imagine not being alone. <laughs> um, there's a bit with the cells where Angor and Carrot have like a moment and basically we're given the hint that this episode is about romance. 
Romance. Um, love. Romance. Love. The love. love. Yeah. <laughs> It does feel like they're Limon. pushing the carrot slash angua romance. Um, yeah, I still don't buy it, really. But like, I don't buy it. And I don't like that Chiri is like very much, oh, go talk to her. Like she's, tr- she's starting to become the, the gay best friend to... Mm. Uh, to 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 carrot and that she just like doesn't seem to be yeah they're like oh she she isn't having a romance yeah. she's like you know the, the sexless best yeah, friend yeah, yeah, you exactly. know and i'm like yeah, get, you know. get cheery uh some hot dwarf action hell yeah the thing is i still don't really oh, buy this character like, he's the weakest no, point of the cast for me easy yes yeah i'd agree well he's just like the least interesting isn't yeah. he yeah he's i mean i think the actual character of Carrot would be really hard to adapt because he would mm-hmm. seem like a moron, even though he's not. Like he's the, yeah. the the naivety that he has for at least the first like book, two books, it would be extremely yeah. hard to carry across without being kind of irritating and largely useless. Yeah. And he has like a natural charisma that we're just, you know, believing in the book. Uh because yeah. the book tells us so. Yeah. But it's, of course, much harder to convey by an actor. Like, the actor, actor needs to be super charismatic for that. And no offense to this guy. I don't remember his name. Uh, he's not <laughs> that charismatic. He's like just, just a guy. He's just a guy. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just like a dude. Um, I call him James. Yeah, it would be really hard no, to have sorry. someone. <laughs> okay. It would be hard to have, like, a really charismatic, like, unnaturally charismatic presence on screen and, like, have that carry across in like i don't know in a convincing way yeah he they have changed the character a lot which i think i think is probably necessary but Mm. they haven't really hinted at any of the king stuff yet do you think they're going to i don't think so i I would i don't know they don't seem to be playing with that because they changed his backstory from being found in an abandoned car with a sword yeah I think they're just uh, gonna to cut just being the sort of thrown in a mine. Dragon becomes the king plot from, like they're they're not gonna adapt that plot. I think the I think dragon just... seems yeah less like a dragon, less like a creature, and more like a sort of force of in yeah. It's not yeah. really shown very much. It, it just sort of flies about a bit. And there's no like, <laughs> indication <laughs> of there. There's no like indication of there being royalist sentiments among the people. So I feel like yeah they're gonna, which is a shame because I would have loved to have like. I don't know, I would have loved to have, like, an anti-royalist show, but yeah. whatever. We, we all would love to have an anti-royalist show. I, Listen, we hate the royal family. <laughs> but it is, like, in the books, the 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 sort of slow slow hinting that Carrot is the rightful king of Ankh-Morpork, and then him going, mm. actually, no, I don't want that, <laughs> and it becoming, like, irrelevant. It's a really good subversion of the sort of yeah. time yeah. trope. It's It's... I don't know. I like it, and I think it would be a shame that it's not in there, but equally, I think they're just doing a different thing. Yeah, and they've got quite a lot else to pack in. Um, like, okay, so the next thing that happens is they get, like, a list of all the people who've been killed, and they all appear to be, like, single people who are, like, kind of lonely. Um, mm. And they're all like, oh. And I, I don't know, was it, like, was it, like, that they were wanking or something and it was, like, punishment? No, it was, was a virgin joke. Was... Like, it was that the dragon kills oh. virgins. Like, they, they explicitly oh, say... Oh, I completely missed no, that. No, they explicitly say virgins and then, like, Carrot lists some virgin stereotypes. Like, I remember one of them was uh, 
unsuccess or struggling singer songwriter. <laughs> uh, okay, I see. Great stuff. Yeah, and they're like, oh, it's probably just a superstition. Um, but we're we're given the hint that this is a romance episode, and then they all sort of go off on their separate ways to like look for look for you know, uh, Casa and once Vimes splits off with. Uh, Lady Sybil and her boots are very squeaky because they're new um, and we get Vimes boots theory moment yeah <laughs> uh, yeah. this this moment was very contested on the subreddit uh, and even in reviews and I don't get why like, it felt okay for me yeah I mean it's only because I know it really well where I was like oh it's this bit yeah. whereas if I didn't know it I'd just be like okay this yeah. is fine <laughs> um, like it, like this these sort of moments are I think you can class them very easily as fan service. And the fans yeah. are like, no, yeah. don't serve me. <laughs> I don't, don't like what you're serving me. in this restaurant. <laughs> yeah, the, like, I don't know. They were saying that it, it was clumsily adapted or whatever, or that it felt like a too on the nose moment. Yeah, I don't fine. know. I feel, I, I thought it was fine. The only I thing mean, I. Yeah, because he doesn't. Yeah, go on. Less clumsily than Carrot explaining why he's called Carrot. In the first, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I yeah. felt like, yeah, I thought like Vimes delivered it pretty well. the The one thing I didn't like about it is that Sybil was then, what is this? Some sort of ca- Samuel Vimes' theory boots, boots theory of the socioeconomic <laughs> inequality, or whatever. Like, that, yeah, that was a little too much, but it was just, like fine. Yeah, yeah, and then Vimes was like, "Yes, that's what it is." It's like. <laughs> Yeah. He doesn't know what socioeconomic means. Not this vibes. He's just like, oh, yeah, this this vibes is a little bit more of a dumb guy, I think. Yeah, but like other than I think he's other just than that, I was just happy to have it. Like I was just happy to yeah. hear it because it's such an iconic Discord thing. Anyway, they they track them to an Igor's joint, which is where all the Igor's. Oh, I actually go have like to, one more to thing out. to the boots thing because. Okay. Like as I as I was rewatching this episode, it 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 kept like I don't know. Sybil's reaction to it was so weird. She was like, uh, "I think I wrote it down. Hold on, mummy." Huh. Oh yeah, it's when, my mummy. <laughs> exactly. Like when Vimes points out how uh, you know I think the rich are rich because uh, they spend less money, and then Sybil says. You have no idea what I do with my money. Yeah, I think that's meant to be like, I don't know, she's gives it to dragons or whatever, but buys like axes. Yeah, yeah, buys weapons. She's do, she's using it for vigilante yeah. stuff, but you know, I don't. And yeah, I was yeah. like, still like, look at them, like look at how dirty uh, Vimes looks, <laughs> and then look at Sibyl. He can't even it. afford a shower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they head to Igor's joint. Um, there's a moment where the the guy who runs it is being mean to his underling, and I think Cherry is is kind or something. Then some drag goblins appear and start shooting at them. <laughs> Inexplicable, but great. Um, we 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 get to Casa and once and once it's like a, a spy pigeon told a rat that. Um, Jucasta is in this place called Twilight Canyons. Um, so they head there and they're like, oh, it's meant to be terrifying. It's meant to be awful. And it's basically, it's, it's a retirement home. 
Um, like a slightly spooky one, but a retirement. I feel like they're inherently spooky. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that one seemed a lot more lively than the ones I've been in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Everyone keeps asking if if they're Michelle when they enter Twilight Canyons. <laughs> they're like, "Are you Michelle?" <laughs> um, but they're not. They're not Michelle. Yeah, we we go back to Igor's place. Um, the goblin who was, or Igor, I can't tell the difference. Igor, a goblin, Igor, who who um, because that they're all being shot at and they're like, "Uh oh, we're gonna die. This isn't great." Yes. Um, have you? Yeah. Have you, have you watched Young Frankenstein so many times that you're just referring to him as Igor? Yes. <laughs> to me, he will always be Igor. <laughs> I can scarcely remember referring to them in any other way. <laughs> yes, so... Christ. Okay, where am I? Yeah, so... Uh, the the goblin who Angua was kind to, or Shiri was kind to, like, basically rescues them by taking out the other drag goblins. So they're like, there's just like a bunch of dead goblins. They head to Jocasta, um, and they're like, oh, her memory's been erased ambiguously i guess through age or something i think it was implied that it's basically dementia yeah yeah but she's got like a bunch of pictures on the wall which explain what she did with the sword which is what they're all looking for um and it was her and another companion who were like they went on long journeys through a lot of name dropped places on the disc that we know (laughs) i like i liked about this that uh like one thing about this show that doesn't get it doesn't even get mentioned that much but i thought that's what fans would be really angry about that it just starts with like in a different dimension or whatever in a more second hand dimension mm. but it never does the thing yeah. that every single other discworld adaptation like i can't stress enough how all of them start with this just like a pan over etwin and the um yeah. elephants we haven't seen her, too, mm. have we? We haven't. And we haven't even heard, no. like, confirmation that... I don't think we have heard the word disc world. We have heard round world. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. we... W- the paintings on the wall, they went to the edge of the world in that. Exactly. That's that's what I was yeah. going to say. Like, in, in that one, it that was, like, the clearest confirmation that this is still disc world, even though the thing <laughs> where the... Uh, not Rit Kali, like, the art chancellor was showing them like oh here's a different dimension the round world that i discovered or like a different world like that was also pretty much a confirmation but this was the closest confirmation that it is actually this world it does have an edge of the world um like we know it from the books Mm. Uh, so i thought that was cool like i i thought that was a good way of doing uh doing an easter egg that doesn't like isn't gonna you know disturb the new viewers or whatever like viewers who haven't read the books and kind of be like what edge of the world doesn't destroy your cgi budget and doesn't, uh, that also or doesn't make people go oh god that's terrible cgi <laughs> I mean, yeah it's thing. not like a cartoon a cartoon of a big of a big um t- turtle like in 2004 video keeps... game graphics <laughs> Yeah, the thing that things that Reddit keeps complaining about. Not to talk about Reddit again, and I, I'm not gonna talk about it as much as last episode. But one of the things they keep complaining about that is a little odd to me is just the budget. That oh, this show had no yeah. budget or whatever, which is that's not their fault. It's a dumb complaint. First of all, second of all, I think some of the decisions they complain about, like the librarian, were done on purpose, right? 
and there are some good really good looking parts like the uh auditors or collectors or whatever they're called in this one uh observers observers they look pretty cool uh (laughs) And and the other thing is, like, th- those adaptations that they claim were better had the They're most not. awful looking CGI. And just awful looking set mm. design and everything as well, yeah. for the most part. Like, it looks yeah. cheap and bad. And old yeah, those look so much cheaper than this. So I don't get the budget complaints at all. This is this is so good, and I don't notice that the budget's bad because it looks so good, and because they have workarounds yeah. so that they don't, no, I don't need like expensive CGI. I all think the time. it probably has a pretty decent budget. Honestly, they just use it on stuff like uh, costumes and set design and shit. Yeah, I think I think the budget's yeah, not cool that shit. bad for a TV show. Yeah. Like, um, mm. Yeah. And yeah, like and. They 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 use they use like what their re- they're using their resources for like visual effects and costume and just the general aesthetics like intelligently in a way that like even where you might be weak in some area you can play into it like with the when he was talking to the CCTV mm. um, imp and the dead CCTV imp it looked like a little doll but like these things are not mm. quite real I don't know it was like an aesthetic choice they'd made rather than rather than like yeah. oh, here's here's this like small eight bit figure in a in a in a box. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like a yeah, like a visual choice, a visual design. Yes. Anyway. They interrogate the Igor <laughs> boss. On the one hand he's a boss and he deserves bad things. Also Sybil doing police brutality uh-huh. isn't great. Um, Especially after she said she's not gonna take the badge. Like you can't yeah, say. Yeah, like, I would take the badge. You can't say I'm not going to become do a brutality. cop and then still do cop things. That's... Well, I don't. I... Yeah, you just you're still a well, cop. Yeah, you could go and brutalize someone without without being a cop in this world. So I don't think so. <laughs> while hang anyway, while she's hanging like... out with cops. <laughs> yeah, it's like cop cop at Jason. She does hit him with his own yeah. hand or something. That's quite. That's good. also a cool thing um... Amanda Palmer did, by the way, is retweet. <laughs> Oh no, let me find the exact post. Um, retweet an image that says, Speaker Pelosi with all female secret service. This photo is badass. Anyway. Turned into pink mist by 14 <laughs> women. We see um, Casa and once again, um, they can't figure out where they've gone. The, the watch. Um, so they have like a comedy bit where Sybil does an inspiring speech after drinking an entire bottle of whiskey, but then she spends a lot of time throwing up. <laughs> I liked that bit. I, I, yeah, it was very I liked, funny. I don't really like it when they like, look how bad, badass this woman is, like drinking a whole bottle of whiskey, just like the, the, the yeah. dudes, and then she throws up. It was a good little subversion of it. Yeah, yeah I was like, oh, so we do, we're just doing Joss fucking... <laughs> Yeah. It is kind of Joss Whedon. Like, I feel like Sybil is the most Joss Whedon character out of all of them. She re- she definitely oh, yeah. is, like, Joss Whedon aligned. But sometimes I think she it's dumb yeah. enough where it almost, like, is and fine. And look, I've been known to enjoy Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so, you know. Yeah. That's fine. You're just cancelled. Wow. Um, <laughs> so, we, we head to... We're in Twilight Canyons, and... Um, we see that one of the goblins who we thought was dead is actually working there now as like an attendant. Um, and the other two goblins um, who, you know, the ones who are going to start a union, they've, they've, they had like 
an affair with each other because they thought that um, this goblin was dead and it's causing a lot of goblin marital drama. Yeah. It, it's very funny. Um, <laughs> Buggy Swires is there. The gang goes to try and find out what's what's happening. They manage to figure out that they're in Twilight Canyons and they go there. They're asked if they're Michelle again. Um, they're trying to get what they can out of um, Jocasta, but she's still not very responsive. And they're like, uh-oh, what if they've gone to get the sword? Because um, they figured out the sword must be in the coffin of her companion who she went travelling with, who's the one who put her in this retirement home um, and is sort of paying for it or was paying for it before she died. Yeah, her platonic um, good friend. They're just like gal pals. Um, <laughs> Pretty sure it's ex- like... Yeah. yeah, I know. I just, we, we were just doing idea. a bit here. We're just well, having a. Having I was a very bit. proud of myself. I, I normally I am incapable oh. of telling when when uh, characters are supposed to be like gay in oh, shows, but, <laughs> but I'm learning. And I was like, hey, well, I, they were looking at the uh, pic- pictures on the wall, and I was like, damn, they're in love, you know? Damn, this this is a this is a homosexual event. Oh, she's yes. rather rather um, around the other side of the horn, if you know what I mean. Oh, I see, I see, an alternate lifestyle. With yes. um, <laughs> six months at sea with this two. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so they're they're all like, oh, what are we going to do now? Uh, how how would it work? I don't get it. Um, what the goblin who was married to the other goblin is now also working at the retirement place, and the other goblin's like, damn, I'm in a union of one. <laughs> very sad that's me Carrot's wandering down a corridor when he comes across Death um, and Death is like I'm here so often they call me Michelle they love me here but I'm you know I'm, I just hang out here all the time I, I don't get a lot of time off hey Carrot do you want to go for a drink sometime and Carrot's like no I'm sorry <laughs> Death was so good and he's like it's, it's fine <laughs> yeah Death is like oh it's fine it's fine pretty pretty good scene I enjoyed it the the sword isn't working because something's wrong with it, so Casa can't use it to control the dragon. The the other gang like realizes that the note says something about the walking stick that Jocasta has, and they figure out that actually the hilt of the sword is in the walking stick. Um, and if they stick it with the sword, that will make it like start working. We learn that the goblins, you know, they they wipe asses, but it's fine, and they get like a living wage. Casa uh, and once come back to try and find out what's going on and try and figure out how to get the sword work. They hear some squeaky boots and they're like, "Aha! It's it's Sybil. She's coming because her boots are squeaking." <laughs> but then, um, but then it's revealed to be the goblin who's wearing the squeaky boots. It's very it's very good. Um, <laughs> Just, just styling, styling in these boots. Sybil and once have a confrontation where they just both say, "I was hoping you'd say that a lot." Buggy Swires keeps telling them that they can't fight there, but they're gonna try and do it anyway. So they're about to fight, and then it it activates a displacement spell, <laughs> um, which uh, makes them all start dancing with each other <laughs> rather than fighting. <laughs> um, and disco balls come down, and they're all just like yeah. doing doing some tangos. It's yeah. very, it's very Dancing good. The classic, uh, classic Discworld song, "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go." Yeah, you know, by you by Discworld, George Michael. Good scene, I thought. It's really the funniest Reddit complaint I have seen about this scene is. Oh, I guess they also they, they were like mm, they did a dance scene because they didn't have the budget for a fight choreography 
But I guess they didn't have a budget for a dance choreographer either. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> They're incredibly funny. If you pay attention, to, like, first of all, it's having a dance scene instead of a fight, like, at, at a point where it's just classic subverting your expectations, you know, like doing something funny and unexpected by having them a dance scene. It's also more creative, first of all. Yes, fight scenes in every show. Yeah, it's very funny. I can promise you there's gonna be fight scenes in this show later. I would be genuinely surprised mm. if there's never gonna be a fight choreography because it's No, there is no fight. There is only dancing for the rest I would of the love series. that. I can promise you it's not gonna happen. <laughs> but more importantly, like textually the reason why they were dancing, right, is because there was a spell that prevented them from doing violence in this uh, retirement home. So I think mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense that they're still, like, not automatically good at dancing, right? No, they're just, they're just forced to exactly. dance. They don't want to be dancing. So, I don't know. If you were underwhelmed by this dance choreography, I would <laughs> recommend watching the movie All That Jazz because it has some great dance choreographies. Or maybe Singing <laughs> in the Rain. Like, you know, watch, like, any dance movie if you're, if you're in the mood for great dance choreographies. But yeah, this I is watched. what this was about. I watched Hail Caesar the other day, and that had a pretty good dance scene with Channing Tatum in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No dames. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about how there's, there's no, no dames, dames, and they're really yeah. upset about it. Did you? All and they, there's they, no dames at sea. Yeah. George, as, as someone no subtext, who... No subtext. As someone who... Yeah, I was, gonna, uh-huh. was just going to ask, because you just said <laughs> that you have trouble detecting gamers no, and I, stories. No, um, not anymore. I used to, <laughs> I used to be less, less good at it. <laughs> These men are very good friends. <laughs> Damn, these, um, these jolly fellows all live in a boat together. Lovely stuff. They do seem very That's upset nice. about uh, there being no good dames time. around. No dames. No, I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty sure even before I uh, got woke, as it were, uh-huh. uh, I would have I would have understood the subtext <laughs> yeah. because of because of my you grandfather maybe. who was in the navy. Uh, he repeatedly used to say the three things that made the navy go around were rum, bum, and backy. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic, classic yeah. stuff. That's very the, the good. The kind of thing you want to hear Christ. when you're like ten. <laughs> you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what are you talking about? Wow. Anyway, yeah. So this this dance scene gives us a great moment because it means that Vimes and Casa have to talk to each other without like fighting. Fucking solves a lot of writing problems. Good stuff. Yeah. And it's fun. Yeah, and it it's nice, you know, a bit maybe this is the romance that is real. Um is <laughs> the, the, the cast of Vimes relationship. Yeah, and they have a chat and Vimes is like, How come you look young? How come you look the same? And Cast is like, uh, something happened. I fell onto the earth, but not this earth, I fell somewhere else. And just as he's trying to explain, like, something breaks the displacement spell, and Casa uh, vanishes. Like, and it's it said that there's, like, a more powerful spell that's happened, and they're like, huh, that's kind of weird. And then once, like, runs away. But now they have the sword, and they put it with the hilt, and um, the sword starts to talk. Hello, it's me, Gawain the sword, except you can call me, you can call me Wayne, because Gawain is just a stage name. Um... <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> and we're informed it's our good friend Matt that, Barry, um, who we love to hear. What's that good friend Matt Barry? His wonderful voice. Yeah. 
We're informed that the sword works. You can only hear the sword if you have love in your heart, which, you know, they all don't. They're just colleagues, you know, they're just friends, so it's fine. But they can't hear the sword. Interesting. Um, And it seems to hint that the lovers in this uh, scene are uh, fucking... Okay, let's... (laughs) Let's talk about this. Because <laughs> I feel okay. like there's like some glances exchanged that seems to hint at who would have love in their hearts. And it would be like, you know, there's there's like as things like where Vimes like, oh, no, we're not or whatever. Like, and it seems to be like yeah. Vimes and Sybil and uh, Carrot and mm-hmm. Angua, which are the, you know, canonical book ships, I guess. What's with Cheery? Where? What is Cheery? She's just... What is Cherry loving? You know, she's vibing. Is this is this hinting at the love triangle of which we have been speaking? <laughs> what, what if this show is actually just about like um, poly polyamory, and then the gob the way the goblins resolve their their marital troubles is they all just decide to form a polycule. Uh huh. Um, but a, a polycule yeah, union. The... What are you doing in the goblin commune? Yeah. Simon Allen read the. Uh, that Twitter thread that said the mm-hmm. best resolution the, the to Lily Orchard one. polyamory. <laughs> <laughs> no tension. Um, yeah, I, I do wonder about that. I mean, did you rewatch it, Janosch? Uh, um, the episode. I feel like I got to. I, I rewatched most of it, but I got right up to that scene. Mm. Uh, yeah, it just says the scene is Wayne starts talking. And mm. uh, he says, let's see. Yeah, yeah. he says, only true lovers can hear Wayne. Mm-hmm. And then Sybil says, but I'm not. And then Vime says, no lovers here. And then mm-hmm. Carrot and Angua say, we're colleagues and really good friends. Mm-hmm. And then Chiri says, turn it down, Carrot. And there is nothing else said okay. about uh, Chiri. Is it just generic, the force <laughs> of love? Or is it like know, romantic maybe. love? Yeah, what if you, maybe yeah, it's like if you have ever like been in love yeah and then uh, Wayne says oh you got some kind of love in you oh, so okay. are we going by like the Greek so different some kinds kind of, of love, love like Eros Agape uh, maybe <laughs> or maybe it's like Chiri <laughs> maybe ones, yeah. Chiri is like supposed to be in love with an off-screen character I don't know I am intrigued as to what the fuck this means because it, it pretty much feels but like it's, it's hand waved away immediately like I don't know yeah 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 um yeah because they they say that oh they were in love look is it lucretia and uh jocasta um perpetua Um, perpetua yes perpetua 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 something and jocasta wigs which is a very good name i think i think they are book characters who are different but i can't remember what they are in the books well yeah it's like it's like um buggy swires I don't know how many people. Are yeah, going, Buggy Swires. He's far too tall for Buggy Swires. <laughs> <laughs> the books are different. What if the? What oh yeah, if the okay. Laugh yeah, thing Jaca- is Jacasta the- Wiggs is in Nightwatch. Um, she's an assassin who tries to kill Vimes and then fails to. I remember that yeah. bit. Yeah. What if the love thing is actually like it turns out that Wayne is just bluffing or whatever? Like that. Like m- maybe it is just like a reverse thing that he says only true lovers can hear me, and then everyone is like, "Oh yeah, sure, I guess, I guess I'm in love with someone." <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> but the the thing they say is that like the reason no one like could hear him before was because the assassins don't feel love because they're mean uh-huh. 
Um, or they got no time for it or whatever. They're not allowed to. And so, because they fell in love. Yeah, because yeah, they're not allowed to. And those two are the only ones who fell in love, which is why they're the ones that could, like, hear the sword. That's why Tepic had such uh, confusing feelings towards his sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's me, Tepic. And I'm like, is incest, is it good or bad? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say? I'm an assassin. I can't feel <laughs> love, so I don't know what day. this is. <laughs> Who's to say? Um, yes, and and the sword's like, oh, love's the most powerful thing ever. She could like maybe remember if she could feel love better, then she could maybe remember things again. And they're like, oh, what if we put her in the reading room in the library with the letter with the handwriting, and she could like read the true intentions behind it or whatever. And so they they go to do that, and it's 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 pretty sad. It's, it's a pretty sad mm-hmm. bit where she's like reading it and the letter's like, oh, I put you here where you'll be safe. I don't know how to keep you protected and all that. And she's like, oh, I remember. Um, and then she's like, well, I remember when I leave. And Carrot's like, uh, no. And she's like, well, nothing lasts. Um, and it, it, it's sad. Yeah. It's a sad scene. Yeah, I, mean, I thought this was, but I... Especially the, the author of the book series died of a similar disease. Yeah. I don't know. I imagine they yeah. were probably thinking about that while they were writing it. Yeah. Yeah, I assume so. I don't know. Which is, which is very evil. Yeah. It is incredibly evil. Some people Sir were complaining Terry about how, uh, how there's an Alzheimer type uh, patient who was being healed by the power of love or whatever. But uh, I don't know. It's like a magic sword, so whatever. I don't uh, think it's like disrespectful to actual yeah. Alzheimer patients or whatever. I don't know. No, it, I, I, no it's not. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like if you want to complain about it you can complain about anything but i think i think this was pretty good pretty touching scene uh i do kind of wonder where were the gays being buried here it was like vaguely buried but like you know yeah. sometimes it's like, fine. Cause can my take my my i don't know i thought about this it's I think it's bury your gaze if this ends up being the only gay relationship. Like, that's not too great. If the only, like, gay characters are, like, one whose girlfriend has died and now she also dies at the end and it was all in the past. Uh, So I feel like we're gonna have to wait (laughs) to see if there's gonna be, like, more. Yeah, it is, like, you know, tragic lesbian trope. But I, you know, sometimes I'm like, it's fine. It's, if it's going to be tragic, I'm like, you know, because you can make. Yeah. But the other thing is, you can make a tragic love story gay. Like it's fine. You can do that. It's just, yeah. It just sucks if that if that's the only gay thing <laughs> happening. Yeah. Or if yeah. it's like, or if people are punished for their gayness, or you know. But that's not the case. Like I feel like I feel like that's not. It's not like a. It's not. It's not as offensive as either the this super hell Destiel thing. The <laughs> uh, <laughs> castaway instantly goes to hell as soon as she remembers that she was a <laughs> Or even well, it. she's like, "Oh, I remember now, and I'm happy." And then she goes to super hell. <laughs> or even the the Buffy uh, the Buffy thing where like Tara gets killed off, uh, and she's like. You know, I think I think she was like the only like main cast member who got killed off was the lesbian one, so that's not great. Mm. But but Joss Whedon is famously a problematic. Yeah, Joss Whedon is a feminist. He's a he's a fine dude. He's okay. He's good actually. Yeah, and so I like to we we cut to our good friend 
Casa. I did mention earlier that I have been known to enjoy Buffy. I like to... The thing I like to do is to attribute everything I liked about it to all the co-writers and the actors and whatever and give blame Joss Whedon for all the bad stuff about it. Yeah, when those nerds made, like, a Buffy robot because they wanted to have sex with it, I think that was... <laughs> That's the classic Joss Whedon move. thing. <laughs> yes, yeah, so... Uh, we cut to Casa, and he is in a spooky Kafka room. Hell yeah. Um, like the movie Brazil, mm. and he, he is... He wakes up um, and he's turned into a bug, and mm. he needs to go to yes. work now. And his his mother is dissolving into a pile of goop in a coffin. Into a pile mm. of goo, because she had too much plastic yeah. surgery, Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's very. I think it's very Brazil. So he's yeah. like in a big room full of like filing cabinets, and they're talking to him, and they're saying that they're the observers, and they're going to make him stop existing because he was going to reveal like that they that they're a thing. Yeah, and they're sort of like auditor auditor style beings is is what it yeah. seems. Um, Chaz, British yes. deep cut here, but. <laughs> Seeing as they're called uh, the observers, do you think all of those filing cabinets are oh my just God. full of articles about the, the threats to women's bathrooms? <laughs> yes, probably. Um, <laughs> I yeah, I sensed where that was going. See, as a British um, person, I uh, I am really understanding this joke and appreciating it and nodding along. The Observer is the Sunday edition. Is oh, the yeah, Sunday edition of the Guardian? <laughs> I yeah. do actually like. From from talking to you, I am starting to pick up on what the bad uh, newspapers are, and it's all of them. Yes, it's all yes, of but them. In different in different ways. <laughs> there isn't any good ones. <laughs> they all have their own version of being uh-huh. awful, and I think that's very cool of us, the yeah, UK. There's various like um, various like hard right to far right newspapers owned by billionaires. Uh-huh. Or or there's mm. the one which isn't owned by billionaires, but is populated like thir- maybe 65% by TERFs. It's just a cool <laughs> situation to be in. Can you imagine? We have our cool BBC thing where we're like, the BBC doesn't have any political bias. And then the no, BBC puts up like pictures of Jeremy Corbyn in like, uh, in like a Russian Jeremy Corbyn. Because Jeremy Corbyn, will he kill us all with his hands? He's like a And then communist. they do Women's Hour, which is just like every single Women's Hour episode is like, women really could make the world a better place if they were in charge. Next up, are trans women <laughs> going to kill us all with their evil hands? But I don't know what it's you're talking about. Very because normal. the BBC has Doctor Who, a TV show where the main character turned into a woman, so... Look, Doctor Who's shit. I'm sorry. I've tried to like it in the past, and it's, ba- it's just bad. <laughs> it's because you're good. It's just not. It's, it's just not very genius. good. It's a bad TV show, so... <laughs> Ah, God, fuck the BBC. Um, can you imagine if, like, Keir Starmer became Prime Minister and you walked into a coffee shop and everyone started clapping? Chaz, Chaz and I could finally go to brunch. I can't even imagine a reality in which that would happen. I don't know what it would I, look like. I. It's not even. It's not even that because our liberals don't go batshit insane over the over like the hard <laughs> right getting into control, like. They're just mm. like, oh, thank God it wasn't mild democratic socialism, the, mm-hmm. the kind of which is in Scandinavia, <laughs> which we all write like glowing articles yeah, about. Yeah, they, the they love garden. it. 
like, oh, should we all be like Scandinavia? And then someone's like, brings in, someone proposes social policies that would make us more like Scandinavia. And they're like, oh, it's fucking communism. Oh. If you even suggest making the country better, everyone just flips their entire <laughs> shit. Um, Life being nice. We can't do that. This is Britain. Everyone's just so mean. You go like, should we feed children who are starving? And everyone's like, no, because you're making them addicted to having food. Um, <laughs> yeah, back in our days, we had we had proper children. <laughs> we had in proper bin men back then. Me mum mm-hmm. liked to starve me, and it was great. You know, we <gasps> we deserved it. We just have to live within our means, and that's why I'm about two inches shorter than I should be. And they had way better social <laughs> social safety than we currently do. <laughs> they really do. did, yeah. <laughs> Any, it's just getting worse all the time. Why were there anyway. so many good British bands? It's because they could live on the fucking doll. <laughs> yeah, they could. They could, could just be a musician and live on they the could doll. Fucking live on the doll. My parents used to live on the doll. Like they had, they were fine. They went traveling. <laughs> <laughs> you can even get the doll when you were like a student you could still get the doll they got oh, paid fuck, to okay. go to university um, okay <laughs> so um yeah so Carson meets these observers and they're like we're gonna delete you um and he's like ah oh, but why and they're like well we've got to stop the watch because they could they could bring peace and joy and hope to this universe and we can't let that happen or this reality, and he's so like, "What if I destroy this? <laughs> what if I destroy their spirit?" And they're like, "Okay, we'll give you one more chance." Um, and so they sent him back. Uh, once is there, she's like, "I was trying to track you, but you were not in this reality." And he's like, "Yeah." Um, <laughs> we cut to veterinary, veterinary, and Vimes, and they're all having a discussion. And she's like, "Have you interrogated the sword?" And he's like, "It's a sword." And I think she wants to use the sword to control the dragon. And he's like, but we were just going to destroy the sword. And she's like, but there is still a dragon. And she's like, look in that box. And it's a box full of body parts. And she's like, this is like, this is the dragon. Or kind of come and kill everyone all the time. And it's not great. And then we cut to a bar where... Uh, once and Casa are talking to the head of the thieves guild, and there's a cool music lady. And we are suddenly cool in an music. episode of Twin Peaks: The Return. Yeah, and um, they're like, um, it's really wrong that veterinary is making you pay money to the assassins guild for just for trying to kill her. <laughs> we we think that you should join with us, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna get our own back. We're gonna get revenge, and we're gonna take control of the city. Um, and meanwhile, Vimes is like wandering around. And he's seeing all the dragon protection stuff and all the people are afraid and they're putting flowers where people have died and stuff. So they've cut back to the Thieves Guild people and Castor at once and they're like, oh, we're going to steal this sword um, and then we're going to be in control. And then Vimes does a bit of like, you know, self-harm ideation. He puts his hand over like some um, candles and yeah, and then it sort of cuts to the end of the episode. And I was like, now I'm emotional. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Some weird tonal shifts, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, look it, at this they're... dead skelly. <laughs> Ooh, this is sad. Look at all these missing posters from all the dead people. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's all right. I don't mind the tonal shifts. Yeah, I think it's, it's sort of it's like fine. It's it's fun to have jokes, but then it's it's also kind of good to be like, actually, yeah. it's you know, there are consequences, and it's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, doing some wild shit with Veterinary in this in this series. I'm still. I just. I don't know. This is what we said last time, but I don't know where they're going with with Veterinary. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really have anything much more to add other than other than that. We just I'm don't really know. Sure. We're not the. You know, we haven't read. Uh, un- unlike what the, uh, the haters claim, mm. we have not read all the scripts for the show. Like we have not, we have not been paid by BBC America to say good things about the show. So you know, we're just along with the ride. Yeah, I I have. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Didn't you get your your check? They never asked me. <laughs> Ah, they they said they were in the mail um, for you. Well, they just assumed that you were. They assumed you would like it. Oh, so. You see, I see, I'm more of an influencer. So <laughs> George, George has a wide base of um, of influence. How did they even um, find you without Twitter? <laughs> got ways, Janusz. I uh, I've got a wide. He's on Parler. <laughs> yeah, uh, and Ga- it's, I know not not Parler anymore. I'm on Gab though. Uh, He's on Gab. Surprised. He's the neo Nazi audience of this show is surprisingly high. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't think it would be true yeah, and yet well, you know they, um, like the, they like the depiction of, of people bringing law and order to a decadent and uh, uh, depraved society or whatever they would think about it the fucking fucking yeah nonsense. exactly uh, no. yeah uh, what we're gonna say yeah we don't know where the veterinary plot goes seems to be seems to be a little sinister like the yeah it seems a bit sinister about, I don't know seems to be a little bit fucked up like I wonder if because, like, veterinary ideology in the books, like, we talked for an entire episode about this back when we we were actually talking about yeah. the books. Do you remember that? <laughs> I don't remember that. That was like so Veterinary ideology is, like, kind of a, the city rules itself or whatever. Like, he's always doing very little and lets it regulate itself, right? Mm. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, this doesn't seem where this where this veterinary is going. No. Yeah, I'm not sure because that this society is shown to be like genuinely mm. not great. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Terry kind of, he's not entirely. He there's a he kind of likes the society in that yeah. Warcock. You get the feeling. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's like because because the guilds are still like you know they're they're kind of evil and they're constantly trying to overthrow a veterinary even though it's been like great. Yeah, since he's been there, but then like so are the lords, and he's like all these like opposing factions. That it's implied that is like it only works because that because it's the way it is. His way is like the only way that it can function. Yeah. Mm. It is interesting because Terry very much seems like he uh, seems like he knows that uh, that the Ankh-Morpork society is fucked. Like he he does create a city where a lot of things are fucked up, right? Like they have. You know, he does reflect yeah. that Britishness, I guess, also in the in the people that he <laughs> talked about, like all the royalism sentiments or whatever. But at the same time, he's super affectionate for Ankh-Morpork. Like, he kind of mm. can't help loving his own creation, I feel like, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And he he isn't he isn't in it for power's own... Like, he isn't in power for power's own sake. Yeah. He... There is, like... yeah. You know, he 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 genuinely, textually, he genuinely wants the the society to run better as he sees it. Yeah, and there is like this ongoing thing that like veterinary gets 
removed from power by different people constantly uh, and it always like yeah. resolves itself without Vatinai actually doing anything like it seems to be the yeah, yeah. normally later, later on normally with Vimes's help um, Vimes is normally like a very useful tool of Venaris yeah. to like help him out yeah but kind of against his will yeah. almost um he's created a system and has enabled like people to like he's put all of these pieces in motion that create a self-supporting system which uh sort of has like an ad- it has like an immune system within it that can deal with threats mm. both from within and without in yeah. a way which i think is pure fantasy of how political systems work because I don't know. You can have stable political systems. Our, our, our one at the moment, I think, is not not that not as stable as we think it is. Um, no. I think there have been more stable ones in terms of like how long they persisted in history. But in mm. and I suppose the books are only sort of covering like a thirty year period. But with the sort of fairly normalized violence and like plots that they have in that society, I'm not sure it. I'm not sure it's a very yeah. realistic political model. Well, I guess it's it's not really meant to be, no, is it? Because <laughs> you know, it, it's it's the whole the whole thing only works with Vernari as a genius who has all these like wheels spinning in his head, and it's like you're never sure exactly how it's supposed to function once he dies. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's supposed to be getting old even in the beginning of the books. You know, they, they always talk about his stick yeah. and he's got a limp. Yeah, and it's like who knows how if it's a, a functioning enough system that it will continue to function like after veterinary mm. uh, but yeah the, the point is in this in this it's implied that it hasn't been like this that long really like this isn't like it's only been like this for like 20 years or something it has been like since uh, i guess um, a is young yeah like 30 years or something um, 30 years is still pretty long it, it's been set up this way it's longer guess, than I've been alive. I guess. Yeah, yeah, but that's not think, long. <laughs> but it's not like it's not the society wasn't built like that. It's just years. like it was set she up. She was in she she was supposed to be in her late teens when it happened. Uh and yeah. it, she said it was twenty but, years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm assuming she's mm. like thirty five like yeah. between thirty five and forty. But do we get told if mm. guilds have been a new thing back then? Like Well no, because they say that they set it up um like in the beginning mm. When they're doing the walk and talk with Angua and Carrot, she says that it it was set up fairly recently, like by Venari to control it because everything was like so out of control yeah. and yeah. chaotic. Well, it's more that he uh, Venari gave the guilds legitimacy within the system. Like I think the guilds have existed like long prior, but they've mm. been brought in as as part of his system. Yeah, yeah, you know, fairly recently. I kind of wonder, like, this is yeah. a... I haven't thought this through, um, but uh-huh. I kind of wonder if... Because uh, we talked in the last episode, we talked about how there's, like, a poster of Vatinari that looks like an entirely different person. Uh, yeah. So I kind of wonder if this is, like, um, a George Orwell Big Brother situation, <laughs> where it's, like... yeah. It doesn't really matter who the actual person of Vatinari is, that like Vatinari is more of an idea. Uh, mm. So it's like, I don't know, I could see that this the person who is currently Vatinari is just like whoever occupies the post of the patrician at the moment. But that mm. it's 
real more of a mm. like most people people probably have never met veterinary or have never seen uh what they look like like maybe that's that's also why everybody refers to veterinary as he i don't know yeah i mean the i think in this episode there was some passing depiction of people not exactly praying to veterinary but like they seem to be putting their trust in mm-hmm. the figure of veterinary in like with like shrines yeah. at the end almost yeah and yeah I, I, as i said last week like the the idea of someone using like perhaps using an image like a, the archetypical image of a king uh in say in ancient mm. egypt regardless of whether they're actually like male or not um and like people slotting into this image it kind of may, maybe maybe you're onto something there yeah yeah because um, we've, we've got all this like alternate reality stuff going on now um as as shown by the observers in the whole Casa stuff and like we never find out why Casa wants to destroy everything but he tells Vimes it's because what he it's about what he's gonna do which I don't know if that's like reform the watch or something else that he's gonna do but I wonder if this is gonna have something to do with the alternate reality stuff as well uh-huh. whereas like we'll we'll find out more about it when we learn more about that yeah we'll yeah. just have to wait and see I feel like I really think that I I said this in the Discord when we were watching it. um, Which, by the way, if you're listening to this and are one of those people who keep asking where you get to watch these episodes, (laughs) one of the possibilities would be to join our Discord and we do live streams of them every Monday. Uh, No, for legal reasons, we cannot say we actually do this. No, we can't say on the Twitter that, oh, don't worry, we just do it illegally. I mean, we can, but, like, the sound editor follows us and I don't want him to see. (laughs) Oh, that's that's true. Look, there's not, like, any other way we could watch it at the moment. (laughs) Because... Also, the Watch watch Twitter account also follows us and I don't want them to see it Oh, yeah. I mean, this show is legally available in America and... um, Australia and apparently nowhere else. Uh, yeah, I mean, we don't live any of those places. I mean, we all live in Britain. Uh, we're all British. Yeah, we're all British. Uh, <laughs> but like, the, <laughs> we're a British. The, the listeners and the world doesn't need that to know. So, like on the Twitter, we could reasonably pretend that one of us lives in America or Australia. Good day, mate. How's about them bunning snags? Yeah, rack <laughs> off my ute. <laughs> I'm always saying that. <laughs> Good day, cunt. How's how's your missus? I don't know any more Australian <laughs> slang. I, I know one Australian <laughs> slang, and it's go home, On Yankee. That's Bonza, mate. Throw it in the barbie. <laughs> go home, Yankee. Yeah. Go home, Yankee. Yeah. how's your gal? I hate you, Amanda Palmer. <laughs> All right, copper. Uh, um, we, could, we could also reasonably <laughs> pretend that uh, one of our... Because we have... A ridiculous amount of Australians um, in our Discord, so we could like reasonably pretend that one of them uses the subscription service Stan <laughs> that oh, has yeah. the Australian oh. rights. We just don't have to say anything. We just we just leave it leave it untalked our piss, about. You our know, piss city, no our know. piss city uh, listenership. Yeah, yeah, Melbourne. Mm. And also, the watch follows us on Twitter, so they could reasonably have sent us uh, preview copies of this uh, <laughs> show to review. <laughs> They sent us oh, reviewers' copies. Yeah, they sent me a box set of it. I've seen it all already. 
How does it end? Is it good? Uh, you'll have to wait and see. But that kind of relates to... All oh, right. by the way, <laughs> I am seeing, because I have the Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes open just to see uh, the episode titles. And um, so this show has 50% mm-hmm. of Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, other shows that have higher ratings are, among others, Bridgerton or WandaVision. <laughs> so... Uh. Uh, I mean, Bridgerton is a perfect television show. That so that just makes yeah, sense I love Bridgerton. What if what if Jane Austen had like a chronic brain injury? <laughs> it's so funny. It's such a good such a good show. Uh, I'm obsessed with that weird alternate reality UK. Um, also, Steve- well, UK is an alternate reality UK already. <laughs> Even the Stephen I King's know. The Stand adaptation has a slightly better rating than this show, which uh, is offensive to me. I've never watched me neither, it, but I haven't good. heard much good. It has it has uh, famous uh, try to strangle a woman uh, Ezra Miller in it. So, oh yeah. Anyway, what I was gonna say is before we got into this tangent about how legal we are with watching the show. Look, for legal reasons, none of this can be used in court. What I was going to say is what what I already said in the Discord is it really feels to me that this show is going to be really good in the second half. Because this episode felt like things are really clicking into place. Um, Mm. Towards the end, I felt like genuinely really excited to get to the next one. Um, And, you know, the episodes were getting better as they went, but this one was like the best one and also as it starts to like not being dragged down by um this weird in between between how much are we adapting like as as it's starting to get into its own story it's uh you know i feel like it could really open up in the second half so i'm really excited to see where that goes what yeah. do you think of the observers why are they called observers not auditors uh, i just think it's uh, i think it's a copyright issue uh, and I also think it's fun because it adds to the the theme of watching. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I yeah. like that because they are the ultimate watch because they are the observers. So they watch, yeah. um, and they also watch the watch, just like us. Damn. This show Maybe we is actually the fractal panopticon. It was inspired by Foucault. Mm-hmm. God, we yeah. should have called our show the <laughs> panopticon. That wouldn't have. It would have made no sense. Yeah, we shouldn't have called our show the panopticon. <laughs> Yeah, but then we would have sounded smart, so it would have been fine. Look, I, I can reference Foucault. I've never read Foucault, and I probably never will. It's pretty good. I've read Foucault. Because I'm cool. Of course, of course you have. Both, Unlike George. Both, both of you are huge <laughs> nerds. Uh, yeah, I mean, I literally that's fine. did that's um, fine. media studies where it was part of the curriculum. So, But, like, I that's, just that's an extremely bad thing to study. You, sh- you can't just study media. <laughs> Come on. What's media? Come on, Janos. I... <laughs> get with the program, oh, dude. Media. Is that what you say when you go to the DMV? You go, oh, I'm I'm a media person. I studied media. And they go, uh-huh. I don't know what the DMV when I was is. Having... <laughs> Me neither. When, when I went to... When I went to, when I had my eye surgery the other day, they, they were like, "What do you What do you do? Were you at work?" And I was like, "No, I wasn't at work. <laughs> I was just I was just hanging out. You know, I do museums, and it's not a great time for museums, really." And the doctor was like, "No, it's not, but it is a good time for Doctor Roberts." Ha ha ha! And then did my eye surgery. <laughs> yeah, that's that's basically what everyone says to me when they ask what I'm doing. So yeah. Mm. 
Um, it's like, I don't know. Well, don't ask me if I have a job. There are takes in media studies that museums are media, so... You know, the museum is the message. There are also takes that museums are theater. <laughs> I've seen everything. Like, uh, I mean, sort of. Yeah, I've seen that. But, like, also kind of not. I don't know. It's up to your interpretation of museums. It depends which museum theory yeah. you ascribe to. And I mean, like, um, the, point of, also the point of theater studies, critical museum or, or the theory. point of performance studies and the point of media studies is kind of that it doesn't really matter what is theater and what is media, but it's, like, more interesting to see uh, what you can apply media theories to. So it doesn't, you know, it's whatever. Yeah. I think the... It's podcast theater. The ideal museum for me would be, you know the turbine hall in the in the Tate Modern? No. Mm. It's a really, really big uh, hall for anyone who's not been there. Huge. It used to be a turbine hall of a power station. Now it's a big open space they use for temporary exhibits. I think the perfect museum would be is if you if you covered it about a foot deep in random objects from the British Museum's uh, collection, uh, all through the hall, mm. uh, which is probably about, I don't know, what, like the size of a couple of football pitches, maybe? I haven't been there since I was small. And then just let people, yeah. like, go wild, like, hog out on, the, on, the, on just, like, random bones on the floor. It'd be cool. Well, I mean, in uh, in the uh, museum time machine, he talks about this idea of the ideal museum being the surreal museum in which various objects are scattered loosely around uh, a hall, and you sort of put them in order depending on your own interpretation, and they're like free within the space. Um, but you know, it depends how you yeah. how you yeah. Feel stop about me if you've museums. heard and this. Then conservatives but... would be like, "Stop touching it." Um, <laughs> stop stop <laughs> anyway. me if you've heard this, but imagine. Imagine if you had a urinal and you put it in a an art exhibition. <laughs> would that be fucked up or what? Uh, that's that weak. So you should just shit in a up. can. <laughs> would that be art? <laughs> I think it's incredibly funny ca- that Paul Joseph Watson, the friend of the show, uh, made a big thing about how art is reclining and he used the, the fountain as reclining. an example that you can just put a urinal and people are going to pretend it's art. And that happened literally a hundred years ago. <laughs> yeah it's like uh yeah <laughs> like wow well, as we know the right wing always produced much better art like all that all the nazi art where it's just like gray not very nice sculptures you know i like it when there's pictures of like blonde men like embracing oh, and they're like we're going to till the land <laughs> yeah um, i'm thinking more of like the public art of just it's like what if everything oh, right. was concrete or granite Mm. It was really big and inhuman, and like the yeah. people looked inhuman. Their music was great. It's almost like, like it was human. Th- there was like literally just one chord sequence that, or like uh, uh, that 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 uh, was allowed in Nazi music. Like just the most uplifting nationalistic tunes. Jesus. Anyway, why are we talking about Nazis every um, episode? Do we have any more to say about this episode oh, of the good episode? Um, let me see. Uh, oh, pretty pretty funny that it turned when the the, the reveal that Michelle was deaf. I like that. <laughs> mm. Yeah, uh, death. I I like death in this. Death is very good. Yeah, the the actor's doing a really good job, and he's well written. It's a nice nice yeah. little change. I think it's a lot of fun. I think he should have gone on that date with Carrot. I think that yeah, would have been cute. I think Carrot doesn't What's deserve Carrot him. Like, Carrot is just such a... Carrot's such a fucking I hate this coward. Guy. <laughs> I hate that guy. Carrot, more like parsnip. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> it's not because of the color of its ha- of his hair. It's because it's, it's he's pale. It's because he he goes really well roasted with honey mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah. some orange hair. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Rabbits love him. Um, the other thing I, I I liked that was funny was when uh, when they were they were in the shootout. Ch- Chiri mm-hmm. was like panicking and was like, "Does anyone have to admit something before we die?" And she, then she was like, uh, th- "That oh, one yeah. time where all of your eyebrows were missing. <laughs> that was me. It wasn't the little blue man, as I told, as I said." <laughs> It was for my eyebrow experiment. <laughs> that oh, was yes. really good. The little that just... That's a Nack MacFeagle reference. It's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it was an eyebrow experiment. Very good. Yeah. The other reference, the other like off book reference was when they were in the Twilight Canyons. There were, there were constantly like calls like, we'll call in the barbarian, go to room, whatever. Mm. Mm. I think he even walked past them at one point. I didn't notice him. Yeah. And he said, oh, oh. There you go, Cohen. And like, just, you didn't see the face. Just someone walked, walked through, like through the middle of them. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, cause I was, I was half dark. expecting at that point that Cohen is gonna, uh, is gonna play a role in this, but didn't happen. But it was still pretty cool. I liked, mm. liked the little pretty shout good. out. See, once again, Discworld fans are getting um. so many bones thrown at them. And I, I feel like, I feel like they were, they worked better in this episode. Like it was less, confusing it was it was just like some fun little easter eggs yeah yeah i did want to bring up like because i mentioned some reddit complaints um over the episode but i did want to bring up that the mood starts shifting a little bit in that people i feel like there's there's probably just so little you can say while just making the same jokes about how this is like if the, this is as close to this world as CMOT's sausages are to real sausages or whatever. Like you can just make the same jokes <laughs> as many times. So now people are starting to be like, well, actually, I quite enjoy it. Or uh, be like, you know, I, I hated it at first, but now after three episodes, I find myself genuinely looking forward to the next one. <laughs> Damn, I hate this yeah. show, but I want to watch more of it. <laughs> <laughs> and the other and thing you don't hate it <laughs> i'm watching it to find out how bad it is um as that is why i am watching every yeah. episode okay i have done that with game of thrones actually i didn't <laughs> the other thing that keeps uh, popping yeah, up is watched it together, people saying <laughs> people either like saying it. that uh their like partner or the friends or whatever who are not Discworld fans are getting into the show and they are now asking them for Discworld books. So I don't know, maybe if you haven't mm-hmm. been that whiny, you'd have noticed that this actually gets in a new audience. <laughs> yeah. What? Which Never. is what he needs, you know. It's it's good that it's still a thing that's getting out there, I think. Yeah. Also, I, I, I must say that I have um, I have Berenstein, Berenstein, uh, bad myself into thinking I've seen every episode of Game of Thrones when I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've seen two seasons of Game of Thrones, yeah. Yeah, I've seen like three and a half seasons of Game of Thrones and I'm always saying that I've seen it all. Yeah. I, I have actually seen it all, but for me it's the opposite. Like I have to remind myself that I have actually sat down and watched every single episode because it doesn't feel like it. It just feels <laughs> like watched, one like, fever three dream. episodes of season eight. Um, I mean, okay. It gets more and more condensed as it goes on. You just, yeah, you know, it feels like they just sort of 
cut a random like every every like three episodes out of and a very long season. And, and, and the thing about the, season. the thing about Game of Thrones is that so little of what happens in the show matters. Like a ton of plot lines mm. are or a ton of things are said that are meant to be meaningful but then they get absolutely no payoff, right? Like Jamie goes back to Cersei. <laughs> he has never cared for the mm. people of Queen of uh, King's Landing and that makes it like the the way not, nothing matters in it, none of the plot points matter, also makes you think that, like, also makes you makes a season of episodes feel like one really, really long episode in which nothing happens. So yeah, mm. you need time. You need you need like to leave some space for all the cock jokes there. Exactly. So what I'm saying is, you having seen three and a half seasons and me having seen. Eight seasons have basically seen exactly the same amount of Game of Thrones. It's just that I have physically suffered through more hours of television. Anyway, if that is all we have to say about the watch, then I'm gonna I'm gonna end the episode Damn. for my own sake. We actually talked about um, it this episode. Yeah. Listen, I knew that doing doing this format would keep us. See, more I always thought so. Probably. Yeah. See, I love to be proven right. Um. Anyway. <laughs> um this is who watches the watch i hope you enjoyed it you know if you like this and you want to hear some (laughs) mental content that we've created involving a lot of brushes with almost certain libel then you can (laughs) donate to our patreon (laughs) if you want if you want to be named in a suit uh and then promptly um, <laughs> shoot yourself in the back of the head five times in the in, in the boot of your own car. Uh, Lock yourself yeah. into uh, a bathtub full of concrete mm. by accident and then jump into uh, the pier. Yeah, or you climb into um, your own briefcase and then lock it from the outside. We're trying yeah. to put out bonus episodes every week. Um, last week we didn't put one out. We just started a new Let's Play series on YouTube, but... Some of the content we have is our great YA novel, Heartspell, which I am very excited to get back to uh, at one point. Uh, and other than that, there's just there's some random stuff. There's some old episodes uh, where Chaz does some great uh, exploration of, uh, of fandom cults. It's great. There's some book club episodes. Uh, on Bella Forest that later evolves into a whole <laughs> wild thing. If you're a fan of Bella the Forest books, deal. I'd warn you that the, these these people are very ugly about the books. <laughs> yeah, we're being a bitch about <laughs> it. Yes. We're being a, being a real bitch about Bella Forest. Um, that's our prerogative as assholes. Um, anyway, yeah, you can, you can get all that for one... For one currency a month, or you can pay five currency a month and have your name shouted out in the podcast, or more, and you can become our official uncle. Yeah, so thank you to everyone who uh, donates to the five euro tier, uh, the Rinse Flower Stand tier, uh, whomst are Gigantic Larry, uh, boyfriend of the show, Tom Hank the Tank, uh, Justin Crandall, Milk Succubus. Event DM, Rising Grind Memes for Site Rising Grind Memes for Site Hustling Teens. And the, twice as much thank you to everyone who uh, donates to the ten euro Bjorn Strong in the Arm tier, uh, uncles of the show, Rowan and Carrot Lime. Thank you so much. 
Thank you. Yes. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. In this in this hard and difficult time, it is muchly appreciated. Donate donate to our stop the suit fund, where <laughs> we try and defend ourselves from legally not associated with the Bulgarian mafia uh, suit. Mm-hmm. Well, I, not me, because I've never said anything you. legally incriminating. Booyah! Ooh, ooh. Yeah, yeah. George, George just escapes all the incriminating stuff by being busy. Um, <laughs> we will. We will see you next week for the next episode. And until then, I hope you stay safe and post well. Um, go forth into that good mm-hmm. day. Watch the watch. Stan, Nigel. Stan. Um, Beyond Strong in the Arm is my clap for, faith. Clap for the bravest people in the world, the Americans. The Americans. Um, Granny Weatherwax says fuck turfs, and so do we. Yeah. And so does everyone. Yeah, we, are all, um, we all am fuck turfs. You know, it used to be TERFs until um, J.R.R. Tolkien changed it to TERVs. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Next week. Fuck Joe Bye. Biden. Fuck Joe Biden. Um, Fuck Joe Biden. Give the... Give peace a chance. Give give peas a chance. <laughs> uh, Boris is held. Out of nowhere Into nowhere Through a billion stars She flies Under the weight of this been listening to a good episode productions network podcast see the website for more details